Galatians 3, verses uh, 15 through 18, we're going to hit today. Uh, reading again from the New Living Translation, Paul writes here in this, you know, heading, uh, this section in my, uh, in New Living is called The Law and God's Promise. So he starts off, dear brothers and sisters, in the Greek that's just brothers, but you know, they put it into brothers and sisters here. Here's an example from everyday life. So Paul is going to give him a, 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 he's going to break it down for him, give him an example, a metaphor, if you will. Just as no one can set aside or amend an irrevocable agreement, so it is in this case. Uh, verse 16, he goes on, God gave the promises to Abraham and his child. Uh, the, the original there says, uh, you know, seed, also some different translations to a seed. And notice that the scripture doesn't say to his children, or in some cases it may say seeds, uh, as if it meant many descendants. Rather, it says to his child, and that, of course, means Christ. So Paul's saying what God was even doing in that moment with through Abraham was through Christ. Uh, he says, this is what I'm trying to say. The agreement God made with Abraham could not be canceled 430 years later when God gave the law to Moses. So God made the promise to Abraham. 430 years later becomes the, the, the law to Moses. God would be breaking his promise. For if the inheritance could be received by keeping the law, then it would not have been a result as ex of accepting God's promise. But God graciously gave it to Abraham as a promise. We're going to stop right there. We'll pick back up and uh, continue on with these verses. But basically, Paul is breaking it down for them once more, just helping them to remind them of their history, uh, that that th though they may were not Jewish believers, but uh, that they would have read the law and read the scriptures, read the Torah, and understood that God gave this promise to Abraham, that that you know uh, that the promise would be found there and that it was it was by faith that he received that and so he said god didn't break his promise by giving the law to moses and say now this is the way you're going to receive the promise uh, the inheritance did not come by keeping the law uh, he gave it to abraham as a promise uh, the law did not fulfill the promise only christ fulfilled that promise again Paul's making another point here that the law does not uh, fulfill the promise of God. It does not fulfill our righteous, uh, uh, righteousness requirement with God. Only Christ can do that, and only Christ did do that. Galatians 3, 19 and 20. I'm going to read again from the New Living Translation. Uh, also, we'll read uh, the verse 20 in another translation because it's a little bit different. Uh, why then was the law given? It was given alongside the promise to show people their sins. So he's saying, here's the purpose of the law. Why, why, why have the law? It was given so that we would know uh, that we were sinful. But the law was designed only to last until the coming of the child. It was promised. So it was really only intended until Jesus came uh, to, to, to show us our sin. And so God, he says, gave the law through angels to Moses, who was the mediator between God and the people. So God had the law, gave it to, to the angels, who gave it to Moses, who was the mediator uh, between God and the people. So he gave it to the people. And verse 20 says, Now a mediator is helpful if more than one party must reach an agreement. 
But God, who is one, did not use a mediator when he gave his promise to Abraham. That has a little bit more detail in it in verse 20 than like, for instance, the King James that just says, now a mediator is not a mediator of one, but God is one. So New Living Translation is unpacking it a little bit to say, uh, well, God only, who is one, he did not need a mediator when he gave the promise to Abraham again. Remember, this is about the promise given to Abraham, not the law given to Moses. The promise given to Abraham pointed forward to Christ. It did not point to the law. And so uh, this word mediator here in different uh, translations could be intermediary, arbiter, uh, go-between. Hebrews 8 and uh, 9 and 12 all use this. Uh, in Hebrews 8, 6, he says, But now he hath obtained a more excellent ministry by how much also, he is the mediator of a better covenant, which was established upon better promises. Talking about Christ. Verse, uh, and in Hebrews 9.15, For this cause he is the mediator, speaking of Christ, of the New Testament. Uh, and so, in uh, Hebrews 12.24, And to Jesus, the mediator of the New Covenant, and to the, the blood of the sprinkling that speaks better things than of Abel. Uh, obviously, we know that Abel's blood spoke out uh, from the ground for justice to God, and he's saying that uh, the blood of Jesus speaks of better things of just than justice. It speaks of grace, clearly. So uh, as we unpack these scriptures again, what we're seeing here is he's just laying out the cause of why we have the law and why grace is so much better than the law. Uh, God didn't need that Abraham uh, to have a mediator because God was the agreement. He was making the agreement. In fact, he put Abraham to sleep and said, I'm making the agreement with myself because you can't keep the agreement. And so he did not need to have a mediator when he spoke to Abraham. The mediation happened through the law, but then we know eventually that Jesus became the ultimate mediator of our covenant with God, a brand new covenant based on a better blood, better promises, as we see in Hebrews and throughout Galatians here. Galatians 3 verses 21 and 22 today as we're wrapping up this segment that's the law and God's promise. Um, in fact, that's what he talks about here, Paul does. Again, reading from the New Living Translation, verse 21, is there a conflict then between God's law and God's promises? Absolutely not. If the law could give us new life, we would be made right with God by obeying it. But the scriptures declare that we are all prisoners of sin, so we receive God's promise of freedom only by believing in Jesus Christ. Um, again, simple, straightforward here. Uh, contrasting the law and the promises that we can't receive the promises through the law, but they're not, uh, you know, not a conflict between them. But he's saying the law can't give us the new life. We can't be made right by obeying it. We're only made right. We're only become free from the prison of sin. Uh, we receive God's promise of freedom through believing in Jesus Christ. That is the straightforwardness of the gospel. Paul's restating it uh, because for some reason the Galatians uh, want to, to go back to believing that they can be made right through the law. When we can't be made right through the law, we can only be made right through faith and believing in Jesus Christ. Well, I hope this segment has been helpful. I know it's a shorter segment, a quick one, um, but uh, like, subscribe, and share.